Hi, and welcome to Coming Out with Camoza. And on today's episode, we have our special guest, Peter Kanzani. Hello. Welcome to our little baby show. Uh, why don't you introduce yourself, starting with your pronouns and how you identify? Awesome. Well, thank you for having me today. My name is Peter Kanzani. My preferred pronouns are he and him, so the he series. I identify as a gay cis male. And I'm very excited to be on the show here today with you. Oh, well, thank you. So Peter is our first guest. Uh, big honor. Uh, hopefully many more to follow. Uh, as I stated in my uh, initial episode, this is new to myself and we are still working out some kinks. So please uh, do allow a little uh, leniency on the sound quality at this time. Grace is much appreciated. Yes. With that said, let's go ahead and jump right in. And why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? A little bit about myself. Well, I am a, a young professional in biotech. I love to work on my home when I have free time. Uh, I am very family oriented. I love spending time with my loved ones. Uh, when I'm not running around uh, going through the motions of life, I do like to spend time playing piano, kicking back with my dog, and just enjoying some solidarity alone. Well, that's lovely. I, of course, am a dog lover. I have two Huskies, and I believe you also have a beautiful Husky mix. I do. He is a Shiba Inu Husky mix. I absolutely love that. We're going to have to set up a play date soon, yes, and yes. hopefully we can get some pictures posted to wherever you are listening to this podcast of these beautiful fur babies. Absolutely. Just don't come and steal my dog. He's yeah. very cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's go ahead and get started with uh, how your coming out experience was. How uh, how did that go for you? Well, that is a good question. My coming out experience was interesting. I knew since I was a young child that I was different. I was never really uh, attracted to girls in uh, an intimate way, nor I don't think most children are, but. Uh, <laughs> I never really flocked to boys. I was always very intimidated by them. Uh, when I got older, I started to realize more and more that I was uh, definitely not the typical, uh, stereotypical desire of being heterosexual. Uh, I came out in high school. I was actually forced out, which was interesting. Uh, mm. I initially had a girlfriend for uh, most of high school and uh, wonderful girl, such a sweetheart. Uh, and partway through us dating a few years and I told her that I actually was also attracted to men. So it was, uh, me testing waters with my girlfriend as well as testing waters with my friends and, uh, went over fine. But, uh, as time went on, uh, I knew that I was doing an injustice to her and wasn't giving her what she needed. And I didn't think it was fair that, I hold somebody back from the truth because of my insecurities and my uh, unsure knowledge about what was going to happen with uh, coming out. But uh, going into my senior year, she had already graduated at this point, but was returning from junior year. And a lot of kids were just asking me, like, I didn't know you were gay or when did you come out? And like, when did you and this specific individual at high school hook up? And I was floored. 
uh, one, none of that ever happened. Mm. Uh, found out that one of my really close friends that uh, liked me, she was this guy's best friend that I had a crush on, uh, made up this lie that we got together over summer and uh, was very shocked to hear this, but like, well, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, and then at that point, uh, I had no choice but to confront my girlfriend about it. Uh, and she was definitely not happy, which I understand why, but uh, was very grateful that I had a lot of people around me that were very uh, accepting and understanding of the situation. When it came to family, it was a little bit different. I was very apprehensive to tell my, my parents. Uh, but when I did, I definitely felt a huge relief. And even though uh, there isn't that consistency with alignment or congruency on who I am and who I naturally identify as uh, sexuality-wise. Uh, very grateful I have their unconditional love. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit about my coming out. I definitely love that. That is, there's a lot that I'm going to be lot. touching back on. <laughs> Lots uh, of layers. <laughs> so I, I, did, I shared that experience with you. I remember at a very young age, uh, I'm not going to date myself because I'm eternally young, but uh, <laughs> uh, I remember watching, I, I'm a gamer, of course, uh, and in video games, I would always pick the female character. And I know that's kind of a stereotype for, uh, you know, a queer youth or even a queer adult that they're more drawn to the more feminine characters. Uh, but that was a truth for me. And Back then, I didn't think much of it, and I do remember we were watching, I think it was like either Rambo or Terminator, and I just thought, well, Who is you are, okay? yeah, I was like, you are something else over here, Sassafras. Um, so I definitely uh, can relate with that. Uh, I didn't really understand at a young age. I knew that I was not like others as well. Uh, but it was something. It was it was an experience. Mm -hmm. uh, fa fast forwarding over to uh, the girlfriend days, believe it or not, uh, although a gold star gay, I also had a girlfriend. Ooh. Yeah, and I, I think it's very interesting how, you know, members of our community, we may know from a young age or have an idea or even maybe not feel that attraction to the opposite gender, but we try to conform to these heteronormative uh, expectations of us. Uh, and quite honestly, looking back, that was the primary focus of my relationship. Looking back, I, I there was no traction. Uh, of course, I was in a young age, I was at a young age, so I was trying to do the girlfriend thing, make sure I was with someone. Uh, but yeah, that, that uh, it was young love yeah. for them. <laughs> Good point on how we try and conform naturally. I think it's subconscious that we try and conform to that heterosexual normality. Uh, like when I was in kindergarten, I remember I had plenty of kindergarten girlfriends and I even married my kindergarten love of my life. I cannot even remember oh, kindergarten. Let me tell you, we had a wedding. We were in time out because we were not. Oh, no. Yes, I could not keep my hands off of her. <laughs> Actually, it was reversed. <laughs> I was a little scared of her. Still am today, but she's a wonderful person. Uh, but I remember, like, I would try and fight the fact that, like, I would get jealous of when my girlfriend and I would break up and they'd be with the boy that I had a crush on, and I would be mad that I even had these feelings. But mm. uh, I'm very grateful that we are living in the time that we live now uh, with more acceptance emerging and having 
the ability to just be you and it's be a normality. I'm sorry, excuse me, a normality, just being open and free and being honest with yourself and the world around you. I absolutely agree. I, I love to see us trending in a positive direction where, uh, you know, coming out is becoming more and more accepted in certain parts. Unfortunately, we still see it's pretty tenuous throughout absolutely. the United States. Uh, and of course, there are many foundations that are helping people in need, uh, such as the Trevor Trevor Project, not funded by, but definitely plugging. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, and then also there are a lot of local community centers. And I think uh, even in my school years, that was something that uh, I didn't really seek myself, but with the group of people that I was around with, around while I was in my uh, uh, school years, I kind of gravitated towards those areas. I remember it was, I think, middle school. And a friend of mine was like, oh, we're going down to the Rainbow Community Center uh, downtown. Do you want to go? And I'm like, never heard of it. Not really sure of my sexuality, but end up going down there and being like, wow, this place actually feels somewhere, feels like somewhere that I'm comfortable. Uh, so I'm really grateful for safe spaces like that. And I look forward to more safe spaces opening up, uh, you know, throughout the United States for absolutely. those struggling youth. So grateful that they're, they're popping up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so how did your loved ones uh, take the news when you came out to them? Ooh, okay. Uh, well, it was a bit of a mix. Uh, I think that I was more so in my head about finally being open and honest with who I, I was. Uh, <clears throat> and I use that that expression lightly because even though I identify as a cis gay male, that is not the entirety of me, but that is a very important part of who I am. Uh, but that was one thing I was worried about a bit. I was worried about like, am I gonna be seen as just that gay guy? Like, that's all I'm recognized for. That's my identity from now on. But as I've gotten older and I've gotten through the typical uh, worries that young youth feel through uh, the society that they're surrounded in in high school and within their community, I've realized that that's okay if that's who I am seen or perceived by, by others in the community. Uh, I'm being an individual that is giving the floor to people that are part of our community and uh, I can't say it enough, but I'm honored that I, I'm comfortable and proud to be who I am today. When I came out to my parents, I was very worried because I grew up in a very religious family and mm. I grew up being very uh, submersed in the Christian community and uh, with my faith in God. and even though it was very much a shock and hard for my parents uh, i think that overall it opened up an opportunity for me to get closer with my dad because uh, you know most most kids not always have struggle com like communicating and having that connection with both parents equally and mm -hmm. i had that struggle a little bit with my dad but i think afterwards i think our bond became a lot stronger even though like i said earlier my parents don't have the same viewpoint on my sexuality as I do, I'm beyond grateful that my parents continuously show me unconditional love because it's so unfortunate for those kids out there that, uh, or even adults, young adults even, that come out and they're completely ostracized and thrown to the side because of who they love. And for those that, that are listening, like, you know, it's not a choice, that's just who you are. That's how you're born, that's the way you're made. 
Uh, and I, I wish more people would just be open armed with the fact that our job as humans is, uh, is to accept one another and, and love each other equally and unconditionally. And it's unfortunate that there are people out there that don't get that, but I'm grateful that my family was very accepting. My friends were very accepting. And as I started to come out to my, my loved ones, like in my immediate family, it was not a shock. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, I feel like that's also a cop out that a lot of people use like, oh, I already knew. And you know what? It's great. I'm glad you did because I'm grateful to know that you already knew and you still loved me for who I was. Mm -hmm. So very grateful for the experience I had with coming out. That That <laughs> is, you know, true words have never been spoken. A lot of people, uh, you know, really when they come out, they experience a very tenuous relationship with their parents. So it is a breath of fresh air to hear that, you know, although it might've been hard at first, that they were ultimately accepting and now you guys have a stronger relationship because of it. Uh, I would imagine just the raw honesty of coming out to your father alone would, uh, you know, land some respect in that relationship if the relationship started off as tenuous. So it's really great to hear that it's flourishing at this point in your life and your Absolutely. adult life after coming out. Uh, you did mention that you grew up religious. I also did, so I can definitely relate. Um, but how do you think uh, your relationship with your religion and your relationship with your church evolved after you came out of the closet? So I wasn't actively really involved in the Christian community when I came out, but I definitely felt that after I came out, I became closer in regards to my relationship with God. Mm. Uh, I definitely see myself as more spiritual. Uh, I believe in God. I believe that the world and its plethora of religions all tie into a higher power, which is the God that we all worship in our own way. Mm. Um, when I was active in the church, uh, I initially grew up Catholic, never felt a real connection with God, and I always felt like I was an imposter. Uh, mm when we converted to being uh, Christian, even though it's a form of Catholicism in general, uh, I definitely felt much closer to God, but I still felt like, oh my God, I'm a liar. I'm a sinner. Uh, God does not love me. Like, why did God put this challenge before me? And it really depressed me because in the church, you really don't hear, at least back then. Now I'm so grateful to know that there are plenty of churches out there that really preach the honest truth about God, which is that he's an uh, all-loving God, accepting for who he is, uh, for who you are. Um, it definitely depressed me like being in church because I felt like I did not have the support that I needed. Uh, I didn't have uh, an avenue to turn to for guidance. Uh, and when I would sub subtly try and inquire about what I was going through, uh, instant roadblock wall mm. came up. Uh, you need to work on what you're feeling. It's not normal. That's a sin. Uh, and I completely disagree because I knew in my heart, I'm like, you know, God made me this way for a reason uh, and I'm going to run with it. And I'm going to use this benefit of this challenge that is seen in society to not only my own benefit, but for those around me. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's still a struggle. It's hard for me uh, not to hear what my family believes in, because a lot of my family uh, is very religious, mm -hmm. and I support their beliefs and their uh, outlook on their religion and their beliefs amongst uh, Christianity wholeheartedly. That's their their belief. I would never uh, speak ill upon it or 
say they're wrong because nobody really truly knows. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, and we don't know. Um, but it is hard because I have unconditional love for everyone in my family. Mm-hmm. And when I hear certain conversations or I see certain posts on social media, it's it's hard to see uh, acceptance and unconditional love reciprocated. And I just see hypocrisy. I just see the hypocritical nature of it. But, mm-hmm. you know, we're human. Yes. Uh, we all have our own beliefs. We all uh, may say one thing and do another, but you know, <laughs> I'm going to do my best just to accept and love you for who you are because I want that reciprocated. So, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with you that uh, uh, with all of that, actually, I know uh, how challenging it can be, uh, you know, to feel uh, to be a certain way and know mm-hmm. that that's how you are deep down. And in the same breath, know that there are certain people within uh, this religious structure that fundamentally see your being as inappropriate or against uh, practice. Uh, And that's something that's always been fascinating to me, uh, just because, you know, as many of us know, and many of us recognize the Bible is something that has been rewritten 20 million times by men who had agendas of their own back in 500 BC. So again, I think the, the, the main contribution that the Bible creates to society nowadays, uh, specifically Catholicism, Christianity, uh, religious religion types, uh, is I do appreciate they do provide a moral structure when, uh, Mm when you're being taught these verses. Uh, And I do absolutely love and believe in the teachings of compassion and one love and love thy neighbor. Uh, But I also do see what you had mentioned uh, just a moment ago, that there's a lot of hypocrisy there. Uh, And a lot of people utilize the Bible less as a tool of compassion and a tool of understanding uh, and more for a tool of condemning. and More uh, so as a weapon. Yeah. Use it as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, and not to mention, some of the scripts are downright back shit crazy. So, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, girl, who wrote that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I am not a who fan of. good money for that verse. <laughs> I'm not a fan of fish, and that is something that's well known. <laughs> At least we know um, saying that. <laughs> but in the, what is it, Leviticus 11 something, it says if you eat shellfish, you're damned to hell forever, which, mm-hmm. okay, fine, I don't like it, y'all could have <laughs> at it, but it's just some of the things that are in the Bible are just wild, yeah. uh, wearing two fabrics, yeah. uh, two uh, conflicting fabrics can get you stoned, or, uh, and not the good kind of way, I mean, like <laughs> someone's throwing a rock at you or something, uh, but yeah, no, I, I feel like In my personal opinion, I feel like the Bible should be used more as a tool to shed um, compassion and love across the community. Mm -hmm. Love each other, love thy neighbor, don't lie, don't cheat, don't steal, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And you are absolutely right. Many synagogues are opening their doors more and more to the queer community. Uh, And there are even churches opening up specifically for the queer community so that, you know, we have a safe space if we'd like to go and worship, Uh, which is fantastic. Again, uh, I'm like you. I have my own set of personal beliefs, um, but I'm not going to knock anyone who has their conflicting beliefs uh, until their conflicting beliefs believe that, you know, harm should be done to me and my community for existing. I don't think that's a beneficial belief at all. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Uh, all right, well, doing a hard beeline to the right, during your coming out experience, uh, was there anything, anything during the whole process uh, that you would change? If you had a magic wand right now and you could be like, blam, Stacy is out of the picture, fuck that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, anything I would change. I would... I, I think that I would have, there's a few things I would probably have changed. I would have loved to have changed to being honest and open about my feelings when I was feeling them as a young child with my, my parents. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that that would have been much easier for them to understand that this was not just something out of the blue or out of uh, the crowd that I encompassed myself in uh, or immersed myself in uh i think in addition to that i would have definitely preferred to have been more honest uh in regards to my relationship with my my high school sweetheart at the time mm -hmm. uh, i think that the more and more i look back on it as i get older uh it wasn't that i was trying to hide it was that i was really trying to do my best to conform to what society saw as the normality yeah uh, and what my religion uh, preached, mm -hmm. uh, but I couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to go against who I know in my heart and who I know God made me to be mm -hmm. for the benefit of those around me. I'm going to love myself for who I am and accept myself the way I was made. Mm -hmm. uh, if I could change anything else, uh, I wish I would have been more conscious, uh, conscious, sorry, I need more coffee apparently, <laughs> conscious of uh, how I interacted with those around me as a child growing up, mm -hmm. uh, that were different. Uh, I know that we all get wrapped up into, uh, the expectation of conforming to how others are mm -hmm. in, in your surroundings to be liked. Uh, and I will admit there were moments where I was bullied and I, would do the same back to defend myself when I wish I would have approached the situations differently. Like I would get made fun of all the time for being uh, a chubby kid or being a mama's boy because I took care of my mom. My mom has always been uh, handy capable mm -hmm. my whole life. Love that. Uh, and uh, kids are mean and they are much more mean now, but mm -hmm. uh, I struggled with that. I would find myself lashing out trying to hurt them the way they hurt me or how they would hurt my mother. Uh, and I wish I would have approached it differently, especially in regards to being me fun for being gay. Like, oh, no, I'm not gay. And like, I would try and defend their claim, but I wish I would have just been like, you know, yeah, you know, maybe I am. Mm -hmm. And you know what? And I love that about me. Uh, to give that platform to people around me to be more comfortable because there were a lot of kids that I grew up that bullied me that ended up coming out are still closeted. And, you know, I wish I would have given that platform. Like, it's okay to be honest. Yes. Be honest with who you are. Yeah. And, you know, I, I definitely share that experience as well. I, I won't name drop this individual. Uh, let's call them uh, ML. Okay. Uh, would call me a fag all the mm. time. And I, it never made me mad that the assumption was that I was gay, but it did make me mad that she was saying fag. And I remember yeah. that vividly. Um, and, you know, she knew something I didn't at the time. She, I wish she would have maybe taken me to the side and been like, honey, you're gay. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to tell you what's going to happen in the next five years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, definitely the trials and tribulations of growing up uh, queer are, are definitely there. Uh, and, you know, as, as we stated several times, just trying to conform to the heteronormity that's out there and the expectation that's put on us um, while still trying to stay true to ourselves, I, I feel can be damaging to or has been damaging to our community. Um, it's almost like when we become an adult and we're able to come out, it's like our new life begins. We're no longer having to hide and pretend to be someone that we're not. Uh, and that's something I'm so grateful to see isn't happening as much any longer. Kids are becoming more comfortable with their self nowadays, although there are still bullies, unfortunately. Uh, you know, the, the bullying, the fighting still happens, but and we're seeing an influx of more youth being like, no, actually, this is who I am. I'm going to express my gender how I like. I'm going to express my sexuality how I like. Uh, and I know fundamentally that I'm part of the queer community, and that's who I'm going to be. I completely love hearing uh, you share what you just did. I think it is much more a normality now. I find it so... Uh, heartwarming like I always it always brings me to tears when I see uh, through social media or my, my loved ones or extended family their kids that are seven eight years old being honest about being uh, gay lesbian transgender and them having support systems in their family that are positive support avenues love that we didn't have that growing up and when we think about it that wasn't that long ago that was maybe 10 15 years ago very true uh, people before us had it even worse i'm just so grateful that we live in a time now where <clears throat> people are encouraged to uh be open and honest and use their uh differences for a lack of a better term as a power and a motive with their life because in fact they are not different uh they are somebody that just expresses and lives their life a little bit differently than what we've come to know as the norm because the norm is no longer the normality it's it's uncommon to be quote-unquote normal. The, there's beauty in being different. The white suburbia American dream, gone. Yes. That is not a thing anymore, Sorry, in my honey, opinion. Lots of yeah. colors everywhere now, and we are going to love it. Exactly. Every and, color of the Wayne rainbow. <laughs> no, and I definitely did want to touch on, you, you mentioned the generation before us, and I will eternally be grateful uh, for the work that they've done. Uh, activism, the activists uh, in the times before us, we would be nowhere close uh, to where we are today without the blood, sweat, and tears they put into fighting for our rights, fighting for equality. And it really wasn't that long ago where being gay was a crime. Uh, I've been reading this great book. It's called The Deviant War, and it's uh, about the history of uh, the queer community and the trials and tribulations we have to face. And just hearing about some of the things and how our government treated uh, someone who was employed by them and were found out to be homosexual, uh, completely ostracized him, fired him from his position, almost landed him in jail for disorderly conduct. Uh, it's wild to see the strides that have been made in less than a hundred years. Mm -hmm. Less than a hundred years this is happening. It's imagine where we'll be in 10 years i'm looking forward to it as long so as we say I. yes positive trajectory <laughs> it, it's important to keep the voice out there it's yes uh, it's important to 
challenge the status norm yes or the status quo uh otherwise it's very easy to brush the accomplishments and progressions that we're making in our community under a rug absolutely mm -hmm. yeah uh so with that being said after you came out of the closet <clears throat> i know we're segueing a, a bit again to the right we we can get on topics which is great conversation <laughs> i love it um I love but tangents. Tangents are, is where it's at. <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> Um, but so after you came out, do, do you feel like it affected any of your personal relationships uh, in your life? Do you feel like uh, anyone that you may have been close with became closer to you or may they have maybe possibly pulled away from uh, a personal relationship or a friendship re relationship? You know, <clears throat> thinking back on when I came out, mm -hmm. uh, I think that it definitely strengthened the relationships I had with my immediate friends and the ones that I, I was close to. Mm -hmm. um, I think that before I came out, the fact that I think people like that were close to me recognized that I was different, but I didn't. Uh, those close friends definitely ostracized me mm. uh, over time which not necessarily a bad thing. I'm grateful that I got that experience. It's important to feel pain to grow from it. Um, Absolutely. It's just unfortunate that sometimes people experience too much pain. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that it definitely strengthened the relationships around me that mattered. Uh, I think that it also provided an opportunity for those that maybe weren't capable of using their voice with their identity or their uh, gender identity or their sexual uh, identity, uh, an outlet to see within high school. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, we have. Welcome back, kings, queens, and everything in between to part two of Coming Out with Camosa, interviewing Peter. Uh, we are going to jump right back into our prior question, as it may have gotten cut off. Uh, so, Peter. Uh, how do you feel, uh, I'm sorry, did any of your personal relationships uh, change after you came out of the closet? Well, you know, I'm really glad you asked that question because I really had to stop and think for a minute because so much time has passed and I really never <laughs> took the opportunity to think about what changed uh, in the personal relationships that I had around me after I did come out. Uh, and when I really think about it, I don't think anything changed in a negative way. It strengthened all of the connections that I had that mattered uh, and made them deeper and uh, provided a stronger bond. Um, I think that it definitely sparked a lot of curiosity and uh, desire for or that yearning for deeper education on the fact that the people I loved around me, who a lot of them were very religious, uh, weren't really educated on what it means to be gay or what is uh, a, a gay man. And it gave me that opportunity to, to learn about what is, like what, what, it, what does it mean to be gay? Like now that I'm out and I'm open, it's time to find myself and express myself how I want to. And it was beautiful to see that even though I had people around me that uh, may have not accepted my stance on my sexuality, mm -hmm. It was beautiful to see them grow 
with me along the journey of finding myself now as a gay man, hmm. an openly gay man. Uh, who I was never changed, and I know that's a big thing that people worry about. Like uh, people start to see those that come out as they're different. They're not the person I knew before. Right. Uh, but it reassured those around me that their stereotypical normality or understanding of a homosexual is completely skewed. It's not accurate. I would definitely have to agree. And I, I know, you know, the, as we had said prior, the people before us really laid the groundwork for us to have that comfort level to come out. But even coming out and the days that I came out, I remember when I came out, I, I wouldn't say I was fetishized, but I was definitely looked at like a unicorn. Like, oh my God, there's a gay guy here. What, what do we do with it? How do we talk to it? What does it eat? (laughs) (laughs) Is it kosher? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I I can definitely relate to, you know, that feeling. Um, Unfortunately, in a lot of coming out situations, there will be people that um, will kind of pull back from a personal relationship just because of their own personal beliefs or misunderstandings of the community. Uh, And by far, that's not either one of their faults you know it's not the fault of this uh queer person coming out of the closet it lies more in the understanding from the opposite party uh, and i think it's important to re-solidify uh you know you're okay coming out mm-hmm. you're okay being who you're meant to be and you are perfect coming out and being your truest highest self uh, and just because someone has a misunderstanding on that, it doesn't reflect on you. It's a mirror. It reflects on them. Absolutely. And, you know, that just made me think about a prior question that you asked about, like, what I regret or what I would change. Mm-hmm. And I wish that I could tell my younger self not to be scared because it's not worth it. Uh, the scariest part is hiding yourself for yes. so long and not being true to who you are. Uh, so I think that the apprehension do your best just to put it to the side because in reality you will find who truly values and loves you most by you being its authentic you love your authentic self yes absolutely love that and couldn't agree more uh so with that being said do you feel like now in your much older days. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just kidding. Me. Forever young. Forever young. The, um, uh, crow's feet are from <laughs> happiness. Thank you. That was a big crow. <laughs> <laughs> All joking aside, we are fantastic. We are really 27. I'll take it. I'll take it too. It's a lie, but we'll both take it. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, but do you feel like now in your adult life that uh, being out of the closet, being openly queer has provided you with any opportunities that you may not have otherwise been exposed to or been presented with? Mm. I think that it didn't necessarily open up more doors for me that were necessarily beneficial to my professional life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely think that it opened doors for me to find community and comfort uh, in the world. I was so sheltered, mm. uh, not anything on my parents' end, but just myself. Like, I was very much that child that was very apprehensive. Like, I have to make sure uh, every action I take has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I should have been a risk assessor, I'm telling you. Yeah. That's, how, that's how careful I am. But I think that it provided me the opportunity to see that there are so many people out there, whether they are a part of our community or not, that love me for who I am. Absolutely. And even the parts of me that I still haven't discovered. Uh, I think that I also had the opportunity of surrounding myself in our community. Uh, I don't think that I would have had the courage to do it had I not had the support from the people that I love the most. Mm -hmm. uh, they did not push me, but they encouraged me to, like, you know, take this opportunity, go meet people in your community. Mm -hmm. And I met so many and I continue to meet so many people that have different viewpoints, which is beautiful. Uh, it's important to disagree, to learn from it. Um, that, hold similar ideologies that I have, as well as encourage me to really be free with expressing myself how I want to. Mm -hmm. uh, I no longer feel afraid. Like if I ever wanted to wear nail, nail polish, I'm going to wear nail polish. Mm -hmm. I Get no it. longer have to, right? Like if I, you know, want to dress a little bit risque, uh, then I'm going to, you know, that does not define my masculinity or my femininity. Get yeah. those heels. They're That's worth it. That's right, honey. It's hard to find 18-inch heels, but I'll <laughs> find them. Uh, so I, I think overall, I've just been so honored that I've been surrounded by people that have not necessarily molded me, but given me the courage to drive my life in the direction that I want to in regards to how I identify. I absolutely love that. And I completely agree. I think life is definitely about keeping yourself surrounded by community um, and also people that want to see you grow and not just grow in this idea that they have for you, but grow in yourself. And something you said uh, just a moment ago really resonated with me was that you're still discovering things about you, uh, about yourself. And that it is so true. Uh, every day is a learning experience. Uh, you know, in my younger year, younger years, I thought coming out was the goal. That was a stopping point. Once I did it, the end. It's all mm -hmm. done. But realistically, every day, you know, we're learning something new about ourselves. We're learning something new about our community. We're lear learning something new about the people around us, mm -hmm. uh, our chosen family, our blood family, whatever it may be. Uh, it's a constant. Uh, opportunity for growth. And it, it's very important to surround yourself with those people that just want to help push you up instead of just keep you leveled where you are. Exactly. It's important to have that positive trajectory with the people around you. Like It's, it's important to surround yourself with love uh, and people that provide that encouragement for you to be you. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, I think now is the most scariest part after you come out because you have to be comfortable facing your true identity like who is that person in that mirror like now that i've announced it to the world that i have uh voiced who i am mm -hmm. who am i and accepting what you find along that journey i love that uh, i'll admit like i'm not perfect i still struggle sometimes when i find out things about me and my identity i'm like oh wow like i would have never thought that that would be a part of me but the struggle is not turning an eye from it or turning your back from who you are embracing it fully. Absolutely agree. Unless you're a serial killer, do not yeah, embrace it. That. There are <laughs> lots of therapies, betterhelp.com. Yes. Anyways, <laughs> there we go. Highly uh, recommend that you uh, approach that. 
focus on a therapist. Yeah. <laughs> we love you still. Yes. There are people around you that will support you except for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so with being fully out, how is life treating you now? I think that I, I don't want to put emphasis on the fact that life treats me differently now because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, life treats me as any other person, just a normal human. Uh, like I said before, my sexual identity does not define who I am, but it is a big part of who I am, and mm -hmm. it's a part I love about me. Uh, but I definitely think that I'm grateful that we live where we do uh, and in the society that we do, mm -hmm. uh, because I definitely feel that I am more comfortable being who I am. Uh, I have been with my partner for almost four years now. And I'm very, I know, <laughs> is amazing man. I'm so grateful for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, now more so than ever, I've felt more comfortable and I've never even really bad an eye to it, like just being comfortable. Like if I want to hold his hand, I'm holding his hand. If I want to wrap my arm around him, I wrap my arm around, uh, around him. Of course, you can't help. There are ignorant people out there. Unfortunately. But the way I've come to see it and what I've learned through experience uh, and through educating myself, uh, those that mock, those that gawk, those that point the finger and judge are people that are insecure and struggling with what you are proudly expressing to the world. I absolutely agree, Dr. Seuss. Um, <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah. And I also feel like, you know, it's hard. It is hard, especially when people have say comments or give you dirty looks or try to, you know, start some kind of interaction that is less than pleasant. Uh, but personal, my personal belief is I'm not going to stop that. I'm not going to change that. I'm going to make sure that I have the same liberties and the same rights when I'm out in public as any other heterosexual couple out there. Mm -hmm. I am going to make sure that if I want to kiss my partner uh, while we're out at dinner, I'm going to do it. And if someone there doesn't like it, well, I have a loud mouth and I'm... You kiss him real good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It, it's, again, it's hard, but it, it really is exposure helps. It, it's letting the people that don't want it know that it's not their decision, that we have space here. The LGBTQ plus, sorry, stumbled <laughs> on my words there, the queer community uh, <laughs> uh, has space. And yes. we're not going to give that up because they're uncomfortable with seeing us be our authentic self. Absolutely. I think that we are actually very privileged with the opportunity that we have to educate those that are uncertain about who we were born to be. Mm -hmm. uh, it's taken me a long time to recognize that I should be utilizing this uh, beautiful element of myself to educate those around me when they gawk at who I am, mm -hmm. they make unpleasant comments. Uh, and take that opportunity instead of fighting back with words, fight back with knowledge and empower them to change their mindset. Take out that whiteboard. Mm, girl, I'm gonna... <laughs> Give them a lesson. <laughs> R-S-E-P-C. I can't even spell. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time how to spell. <laughs> I'm going to lay out that formula. That formula. 
Um, you know, this actually does uh, segue quite nicely to my next uh, question is with the our tenuous political climate, uh, how do you feel? Do you feel like we're receiving more safe space now that we're seeing a shift in our presidency? Uh, of course, the Congress and the Senate uh, plays a huge part in policy and lawmaking moving forward. And there are still those on the board that are actively fighting against the queer community, specifically transgendered rights, which is a major issue. Uh, um, yes. But with all of that in mind, how, how do you feel in our political climate? I feel that we are making progress, mm -hmm. uh, but I feel that this is a point in time where we really have to congregate together and collectively cause uproar, but constructive uproar. Correct. Uh, yeah. I think that we're at a point in time where even in our own community, specifically even in the gay community, mm -hmm. we do not support our fellow trans brothers and sisters enough. Unfortunately. Uh, and how are we to, ex to expect the community out there that's heterosexual or any other <clears throat> identifying community to provide uh, respect and support and equality to uh, those that are transgender if we aren't setting that example. I think that we definitely need to band together more and make it a point to educate one another and educate those around us and put it out there continuously and consciously making that effort to ensure that we are bringing to light the disparities that are experienced within our community, especially that those that are being experienced by our, our transgender mm -hmm. and non-binary uh, community members. Absolutely. Uh, I think that I'm one very grateful that uh, my workspace provides that opportunity to be educated mm -hmm. and become uh, exposed to how to be both a better ally and be both a better educator on these topics. Uh, not even just in our community, but those that are, are considered uh, misrepresented or those that are considered to be a minority group. Uh, I think that I definitely need to do my part more and it's opening my eyes to the subconscious elements of, of who I am and like the privileges that I have by birth that I need to be recognizing and being transparent and vulnerable on and shedding light and providing that floor for those around me, especially in the trans and uh, the non-binary uh, community of uh, the LGBTQIA plus. I got it. Boom. It's so hard, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's important to say it. Yes. We have to make that change. We have to make that conscious effort uh, to voice it. Yes. Uh, and we have to make movement. We, we can't just say it. We have to do something. Exactly. And, you know, I, I am a huge advocate of that. I believe that all everyone in every community should have equal rights. And it is just heartbreaking to me seeing the legislation that's been passing in very specific states uh, in the United States uh, in regards to trans rights um, and even, you know, medical assistance in some areas uh, for the trans community is just heartbreaking. It's um, it is. It really is. Uh, and to that, listeners, I implore all of you, call your senators 
email your senators, Absolutely. harass them, go down to the office. Don't get arrested unless it's necessary, but <laughs> really make, we need to make our voices heard. And it only takes about 10 minutes to draft that email and send it off. All Very of true. their office information is public information that you can get with a quick Google search. Yeah. If you need help, reach out and I'll send you a link to whatever local legislation you are currently dwelling within. Absolutely. See, and that's wonderful that you're providing that avenue because it's hard to make that step when you don't know where to begin. It is. Yeah. And it just takes one person to make that change and get uh, that trickle down effect to just start rolling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. Uh, you did mention your place of employment and how you feel fortunate that they provide an environment for you. Uh, with that being said, um, do you feel like being out of the closet, being part of the queer community has changed anything about your employment status? You know, I'm grateful you brought this question up because that is something I'm sure is on the mind of many that are part of our community about be careful being honest, open, and transparent about who you are in the workplace because it will affect you. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a point in time where it would. There are still points in time now that it will, depending on where you're located, Yeah, uh, which is unfortunate. But I have always pushed the boundary on that. I have never lied about who I am mm -hmm. in the workplace after I came out. Um, I never felt the need that I had to be dishonest to hold the positions that I did uh, because that doesn't end up justice for the people that I work with collectively, mm -hmm. uh, as well as the people coming after me uh, right. in the workplace that uh, are in the location I worked uh, with my current position. Uh, I am floored every day by what this company does for not only our patients, mm -hmm. but for our teammates and the people within the company. Mm -hmm. uh, I have been in healthcare prior for 10 plus years. I did healthcare management for a long, long time. And I started to lose my spark, mm -hmm. my passion, uh, because unfortunately healthcare in the United States has become a financial focus. It's yeah. all about the finances. It's all about the monetary gain and benefit. I can make a whole nother podcast on that. <laughs> I tell you, I'm honestly uh, flabbergasted by how healthcare has turned to uh, a capitalism a, a, market. Yes, a direction that market. is mm -hmm. unacceptable for our citizens in the United States. Uh, but where I'm at now, every day I'm challenged to learn. Mm -hmm. I'm challenged to ensure that I'm providing that outreach to a colleague, mm. uh, providing an equitable space for them, as well as being provided an equitable space to be myself. I, I'm so grateful that I, for the first time, truly feel that my status of, of who I am, both uh, how I identify, uh, gender-wise, as well as how I identify sexuality-wise, mm -hmm. uh, makes no difference about my status of employment. I think that our company that I work for does a fabulous job of making everybody feel that they're included, mm -hmm. uh, that they're in an equitable environment. Uh, and not only that, our company does a fantastic job in ensuring that we are culturally diverse Love that. and for a lack of a better word, we're culturally woke. Uh, okay. we do, I love that. <laughs> we do a very, a very good job that, uh, 
I've never seen in any other company I worked for where we have all these resources where uh, different minority groups or different cultural backgrounds, uh, uh, let me actually back up, uh, people of different cultural backgrounds can congregate, educate one another, have support from allies, and you can feel that knowledge that is being uh, shared amongst the individuals within this group mm-hmm. trickle down across the company. I love that. Uh, I have never been more proud to work for a company than I have now, mm-hmm. uh, nor have I ever been more excited than I am now to see what direction our company is going to go in regards to how we ensure diversity, equity, inclusion is at the forefront of all that we do. I absolutely love that. And I I do recognize and see that a lot of companies are pushing uh, more and more. And there's a lot of legislation in, I would say, in some states, not all states, unfortunately, have the same workers' uh, benefits and worker laws. Uh, thankfully, we are in California, and we do see the benefits of uh, the outstanding um, you know, legislation that really protects people of our community in the workplace. Uh, and it just it makes me feel with joy. It fills me with joy. Uh, hearing that the place that you're working is actually adhering to it because I have heard in the past, you know, a lot of places say that they uh, rise to the occasion that they mm-hmm. provide an environment of inclusion and, uh, you know, a safe space. And really from the workers, it's not really what's happening there. Yeah. So hearing that, you know, you're actually working for a company that's bark is their bite is just fantastic. Exactly. And it makes me very happy to hear that. Absolutely. And it's so wonderful to see that there are so many companies out there adopting those habits of yes. ensuring diversity, equity, inclusion are a valid and a viable element that is mandatory in the workplace. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so with that said, what do you think the future looks like for our community? You know, I think that we are at a point not necessarily a crossroad, but we have crossed crossed that threshold mm-hmm. uh, to where our struggles aren't necessarily over, but we're definitely at a point where validity and who we are has been primarily reached. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not to say that we don't still experience disparities in our community, like how we talked about with our transgender uh, brothers and sisters, our our non-conforming or non-binary mm-hmm. uh, brothers and sisters or excuse me that's see learning opportunity uh, our non-binary, our non-binary companions. companions there we go thank you see and that's another thing like we have to make a conscious effort we have to make sure we're doing our part to to catch ourselves and acknowledge that we made a mistake I, I definitely agree. And, you know, I, I'll be the first to say it, it can be hard. Sometimes I find myself forgetting as well, and I'll, I'll misgender on accident. I will apologize. I'll, you know, own that uh, as my own learning experience as well. Uh, but I absolutely agree. It's going to be a learning experience continued for everyone. Forever. Yeah. Like forever. It will always be a, a learning opportunity for our community. Uh, if you were to ask me where we're going to be in 10 years, I have no idea, but I have no doubt that we will be in a state that is better off than where we're at currently today, which I'm grateful to say today, we are very lucky with mm-hmm. uh, the opportunities we have and the avenues for us to be who we are and to share that with the world. I think that I'm very excited to know that when I finally have my family and I start my own family, 
that I'm going to be proud to live at a certain point in time, whatever that may be. I'm, I'm going to be grateful to be in that that moment mm -hmm. uh, to know that I can be comfortable being myself with my partner and with our children. And we're going to be seen as just like any other typical family out there as we should love have that. always been seen. Absolutely love that. Mm -hmm. The one love future is what I'm looking exactly. for. <laughs> we're, we're definitely on that Rainbow Bridge Road to get Woo! there. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm Mary Jane's ready. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that was great. Thank you very, very much Thank for taking me. the time for to join me and just discuss, you know, your experiences, your personal experiences through uh, your life and your coming out story, all of it. Um, do you have anything you would like to plug? Oh, you know, that's the first time I've ever been asked that, you know. I <laughs> don't have anything that I'd like to plug, but I'd like to thank you for providing this space mm -hmm. for your listeners. Uh, you are doing a great service and justice to them, uh, providing them opportunity to hear insight into other voices from our community, and I applaud you for that. So thank you. Well, thank you. Up the wonderful work and i'm grateful that i get to be one of the first the first uh, oh, <laughs> the first mm -hmm. okay well thank you again i really do appreciate it i look forward to hearing a lot more and hopefully i can come back and we can do a follow-up yeah absolutely absolutely i love it so uh thank you very much kings queens and everything in between for tuning in and join us for our next episode bye, bye.